Welcome to Advocacy for Inclusion's Supported Decision-Making Podcast. This podcast series is made possible through the generous support of the ACT Office for Disability. I'm Rob Donnelly. I work for Advocacy for Inclusion. We're a Canberra-based community organisation advocating for people with disabilities. We also report on broad issues that have an impact on people with disabilities across Australia. In our last podcast, we looked at the Universal Declaration of Human Rights. We saw that we all share rights, and they're related to three key points. Freedom, recognition, and access. These rights cover everything from the basic right to be free, the right to escape danger and find protection or asylum, the right to live in a safe home, to have our privacy respected, to receive an education. It also covers being recognised as a legal person, that is, being able to do all those things that a citizen does. That includes being recognised and having a fair hearing in court when there's a legal problem, voting, participating in juries, and signing legal documents. These rights apply to all people. Now, some listeners might put up their hand at this point and ask, what about children and people with legal guardians? It's a good question that we will tackle in a future podcast. For now, we'll keep digging into the connection between rights, or having a rights-focused awareness, and supporting others. Awareness of these rights can be helpful when we're supporting decision-makers because some decisions or choices are rights-based. Decisions are rights-based when the decision-maker wants those things that are named as a human right in the Universal Declaration of Human Rights. If an issue of rights comes up on our radar when we're talking about a decision with someone we're supporting, and if those rights aren't being respected, or if they're being denied, then part of our support might include connecting the decision-maker with a legal service, like a community legal centre or the local Human Rights Commission. Helping to connect or refer a person to a service can be a powerful way of supporting someone. A healthy approach to support includes the knowledge that people sometimes need the kind of help that we're not able to give. We all have limits when it comes to knowledge or qualifications or even time and energy. Sometimes, certainly when it comes to legal or health issues, What's needed is the help of a professional. It's important to make the connection or referral to a professional service, like a community legal centre, in a way that respects the decision-maker is in charge. It sounds to me like your difficulties might be about your rights not being supported. It might be a good idea to talk to someone at a legal service. Would you like to do that? If the decision-maker wants to go ahead with this, 
then you might follow up by offering to find a contact number, ask if the decision-maker wants to contact them, or if they'd like you to help. Overall, it's important to have some awareness of those rights that we're all entitled to have, and it's good to know that there are services out there that you can connect with when those rights aren't being respected. If you're having trouble finding a service, try putting the name of your town or city followed by Community Legal Centre into Google and you'll probably find a helpful phone number. Now, let's turn the clock back to 1981, the International Year for People with Disabilities. The year had the theme of full participation and equality. There was a major emphasis on making people more aware of inclusion, respect for people with disabilities, and that they have the right to the same opportunities as anyone else. A natural part of the conversation that year and the years that followed focused on the rights of people with disabilities. The fact is, there were and are gaps between the rights laid out in the Universal Declaration of Human Rights and the actual experience of people with disabilities. At the international level, there was a lot of back and forth about whether more needed to be said about human rights in relation to people with disabilities. Some questioned why more needed to be said. Their position was, surely everything that we need to say has been said in the Universal Declaration of Human Rights. After all, it is universal, it applies to everybody, and that includes people with disabilities. Others argued that there was a need to present these rights in the particular context of the lives of people with disabilities. It took more than 20 years from the beginning of that discussion for the Convention on the Rights of Persons with Disabilities to come into existence. It was signed in 2007. I strongly encourage you to Google the Convention on the Rights of Persons with Disabilities. There's an easy-read version on the United Nations website. Now, here's a few key points about the Convention. First of all, it's about exactly the same rights as the Universal Declaration of Human Rights. The Convention is about the same set of rights, no more, no less. And in the case of both documents, all the rights that are laid out are interconnected, and they have an equal importance. So there's no scope for anyone saying, well, as long as we ensure this particular right's upheld, we can ignore all the others. They're all important. They all need to be upheld. A particularly important part of the Convention is the way it talks about disability. And I'm going to give you the whole quote because it's important. Disability is an evolving concept. And disability results from the interaction between persons with impairments 
and attitudinal and environmental barriers that hinder their full and effective participation in society. This understanding of disability is called the social model. It focuses on the way that our society is disabling the physical environment, our attitudes and our presumptions, even the way we present information can have a disabling impact on people. Basically, the way we as a society set things up can make it harder or even impossible for people with disabilities to play the role in our society that they have a right to play. Now, this podcast is a first taste of the Convention on the Rights of Persons with Disabilities. We'll dig deeper into it, particularly something called Article 12 of the Convention, in the next podcast. In the meantime, thank you for deciding to listen to this podcast. I hope you decide to come back again.